You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. It's time to talk about the Green Bay Packers. This is your Packers update, the Daily Cheese, brought to you by Packernet.com. The Daily Cheese is a collaboration with the Packernet Podcast, hosted by Ryan Schlipp, the Pack Daddy, and I am your host, JJ Leahy. The Packers annihilated the Bears last night, 41-25. to Friendly reminder, the most points anyone has ever put up against the Bears this season has been 26. The Packers blew past that by halftime. As Ryan mentioned on his podcast this morning, the last time anyone put up as many as 41 points against the Bears defense, the year was 2017. It was the Washington Redskins, and the Bears finished 5-11. The Packers defense also performed quite admirably with three turnovers, two of which were interceptions by Darnell Savage, and Preston Smith finally decided to show up and play some football, getting a fumble recovery for a touchdown. This was the Packers' 100th victory against the Bears. At one point in time, the series was 81-57, to Bears in the lead, and the Packers still got to 100 wins first. Last night, Aaron Rodgers also hit 50,000 career passing yards, and Devontae Adams hit 500 career receptions. Big night for the Packers. The Packers' offensive line also played extraordinarily well, allowing zero sacks, despite an early exit again by Corey Lindsley. Lindsley has been somewhat of an injury magnet as of late. But offensive line coach Adam Stenovich has done a masterful job shifting people around, usually with Elton Jenkins playing center in his place. The knee injury Lindsley suffered last night is not supposed to be extremely serious, and according to the team, definitely not season-ending. He's expected to miss a couple of weeks at the most. But you saw the title, so here's the big news. The Packers have, in fact, signed wide receiver Tavon Austin. The 29-year-old former Cowboy and Ram, who was on the roster in L.A. when LaFleur was there, was likely signed to be a Tyler Irvin replacement as he continues to miss time and special teams continues to play poorly. Austin, of course, is extremely speedy. He runs a 4-2-5. Now, he did return 27 punts over 2018 and 2019 for the Cowboys. With mediocre results, he had a 5.8 yards per return average in 2018 and a 4.9 in 2019, with his longest returns going for 22 and 15 yards respectively. Still, with Irvin out, Austin stands head and shoulders above anyone else on the roster. Although he probably will not play a big role on offense this year for the Packers, over the last two years for the Cowboys, he did score three touchdowns and pick up 14 first downs for just over 300 yards. This was not the only signing the Packers made. They also picked up defensive lineman Anthony Rush, who was recently cut by the Chicago Bears. Rush stands at 6'4", 361 pounds. He will wear number 79 for the Packers, and he's now eligible to practice after the initial waiver claim by the Packers last week. He was originally signed by the Eagles as a UDFA out of the University of Alabama in Birmingham in 2019. He played 13 games for the Eagles and the Seahawks, recording 15 tackles, 8 solo tackles, 4 tackles for a loss, a half sack, a QB hit, and 2 pass breakups. The NFL announced today that the Lions and Packers game on December 13th at Detroit has been flexed to the afternoon slot, probably because the Lions are just so dang good. A reminder to head over to NFL.com to cast your votes for the Pro Bowl. For some reason, the number one corner in football, Jair Alexander, is not getting any love. He needs your help. Lastly, here's a listener question from Man Behind the Man on Twitter, who writes, Realistically, the Saints will lose again with no quarterback and they play the Chiefs. 
But to be the one seed, we need to make up one game against Seattle. Do you foresee Seattle losing two games to our one with five to go? So first, the Packers do play the Eagles, Lions, Panthers, Titans, and Bears. I think it's extremely realistic to mark the Titans game down as one the Packers could very easily lose. However, I am projecting them to go undefeated for the rest of the season. But for the sake of the argument, let's have them as 4-1 down this five-game stretch. Seattle plays the Eagles tonight. Probably a win. Then they play both New York teams. Ugh. Followed by Washington, the Rams, and the Niners. Although it seems unrealistic to mark that Washington game down as a loss for the Seahawks, Washington does have a decent defense. Russell Wilson's protection has not been great the last few weeks. Washington beat the Cowboys last week 41-16. Am I predicting a loss here? No, but this is a trap game for Seattle, especially because they have two back-to-back tough division games immediately afterwards. And Seattle has not played well in any of their division games this year. Barring something freaky tonight versus Philadelphia, I expect the Seattle Seahawks to go 3-0 over the next three weeks, but they need to play smart football down the stretch to keep from going 0-3 in the last three weeks. Just the same as the Packers need to be very careful facing the Panthers, Titans, and Bears to end the season. Considering the final three weeks there, it is realistic to suggest the Seahawks could lose one more game than the Packers do. However, that opens the door for the Rams to take the lead in that division, something I see as very likely. The Rams face the Cardinals twice, the Patriots and the Jets, and of course they have that game with the Seahawks. So, as usual, it's the Packers and the NFC West duking it out. We've had so many heartbreaking playoff losses from the Cardinals, Seahawks, and 49ers, it might be about time for the Rams to smack us around too. If you haven't signed up for the Packernet newsletter yet, please stop what you're doing, go to packdraft.com newsletter, and sign up. It's free, it arrives in your email inbox every Saturday morning, it's great content, we work very hard on it. Keep up on all the Green Bay Packers news by going to packernet.com and join the Packernet Podcast Facebook group. Follow me on Twitter at JJ Leahy, L-A-H-E-Y, and send me questions to have answered here on the show. I also break Packers news as soon as possible on Twitter. This has been The Daily Cheese, your Green Bay Packers news update.